and welcome to another beer review. Now today we're doing something a bit different and I thought, well, seeing that we've done quite a few beers from breweries that are actually owned by this kind of brewing conglomerate and we're also doing a Czech series where the kind of top four or five beers are actually made by this brewing conglomerate. Um, why not try their own beer? So today we're doing Asahi. Mm. And uh, put your glasses up so I don't look as if I'm blind. But yeah, so I thought, well, while we're doing all these beers, why don't we do these beers? Now, why not actually do the their kind of mean beer? Now, this is a 620ml bottle. It's sold in Sainsbury's, you can get as part of a multi-pack, I think, basically. Um, they're roughly about £2.50 a bottle. Um, this is a 5% beer. I don't know where this is brewed, I need to kind of look at it, but I would be... Oh, there we go. So, this beer is a, supposed to be a Japanese beer, but they could have also brewed it in the UK because they own Fuller's. Um, they could have obviously brewed it in the Czech Republic because they own Pilsner Kell, Kozel, Radagast, um, Gambrinus and all these type of things. Um, but they also own Peroni in Italy and this is where this has been brewed. This has been brewed and bottled in Italy by Bira Peroni. So basically, there you go. And uh, is there anything else on there? Nothing really. They're more like kind of promoting because there's some sort of promotion where you can win the World Cup. Rugby World Cup France 23. So you can actually win tickets to the final. So there you go. How good is that? There you go. Um, so again, we don't really know so much about it. What does it say? Asahi Super Dry is brewed with precision to a very high quality standard under the supervision of Japanese master brewers. Our advanced brewing techniques deliver a dry, crisp taste and a quick, clean finish. We call it Karakuchi taste. Karakuchi, there you go, eh? That just trickles off the tongue, doesn't it? So, yeah, um, let's. Oh, we've done with it now. You know what? We've done with the bloody. Oh, it's in my pocket. <laughs> I thought, don't tell me I've left it in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what this is like. So yeah, so just to see, how does this compare with some of the beers that it... Oh, bloody hell. What a first thing. <laughs> first thing I do get is... It smells like cabbage. <laughs> it's a brown bottle. Maybe not the darkest brown bottle, but anyway. Oh, God. So let's see what this is like. Right, ooh, there we go. So, bloody hell, are you getting a, a smell of cabbage? Jesus God, that's one of the worst ones I've had. Um, for the people in the podcast, it's a nice, very clear, light, 
straw coloured um, lager. The carbonation is kind of lighter. The head's fairly tight, so it is um, kind of similar to some of the Czech beer um, kind of heads, but I'm getting grain, not getting so much malt, so it's light on the malt going by aromas. But I'm getting grain, I'm getting a bit of cabbage, and that's really it. Maybe getting a slight kind of, kind of slight aromas that are associated with kind of sweetness. But yeah, but I'm not getting really any hops, and I'm not really getting any malt, which is completely different from what you're getting from a Czech beer. So this is it. This is what I'm kind of comparing in because we are doing Czech beers and we have done two um, at either end of the scales that are actually from this, that are actually owned by this uh, kind of a brewing conglomerate. So yeah. Just doing it for the, the Instagram. So uh Let's get wired in and see what it's like. Right. Straight away, you notice. It's a lot lighter. It does, does not have the body. I mean, we did two cheap beers, which was Gambrinus and we did Radigas. And again, down to the malt and everything else. No, this doesn't have anywhere near the same body or the same kind of robustness of either of the beers. And one was a 10, remember, and I had some good malt and a decent kind of uh, body to it, really quite decent, for especially for a lager. Whereas we also did another one that just had that little bit more, but it was a 12. Um, so there you go, whereas this, well, there's no comparison. This is like, this is kind of like, kind of Budweiser kind of almost body. Is. I'm not going to say watery, but it is on the lighter end. You would probably think, well, if I gave you this in a glass and told you to drink it, you think, well, I'm not really sure. It's, it's quite nice, some nice flavours, but there's a lightness to it. Is, is it a light beer? You would kind of think that. But it's definitely, yeah, on the lighter end. Also, there's a bit of sweetness there too, which is kind of strange. But I'm going to admit, yeah, like I say, it's quite a quick finish. I don't know what the top of this dryness, because there isn't a dryness to it, because there isn't an acidity change. So you're not getting a dry finish. You're getting a fairly clean finish, but what you're also getting is quite a lot of sweetness in the finish as well. And yeah. Mouthfeel. Um... Could be a wee bit uh, less in the carbonation, just slightly. I mean, it's not too bad, but it just feels it's just a little bit more than it needs to be because because of the lightness, you think, well, it's going to be more sessionable, but just the carbonation is a little bit too much, which just takes the edge off the kind of sessionable kind of side of it. It's just a little bit too much of carbonation going on in it which just doesn't really tie in with the kind of lightness of it. And it is, I'll be totally honest, it is actually quite light. Um, I mean, it is quite nice. So it is. It's okay. 
Um, again, it's one of these ones you could have with food. It's one of these ones good for a barbecue, nice and light. You can have it well chilled, good for barbecues. It will go with most things just because it's very light. There's no real kind of body to it. The flavour is more on a kind of sweeter side. There's not really any kind of bitterness. And uh, yeah, just general. It's, it's easy drinking from that point of view. Just that the carbonation just needs to be down a little bit. But overall, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really getting flavours of scamp, but or things like that. But I was getting a smell of Scampton. It's just maybe because, yeah, it might be in a brown bottle, but as you can see, it's quite a light brown bottle. It's not as dark or robust as, um, as, a, as a good one. There's a blonde there. And you can see it's a lot darker. God, I'm getting run out here. So that's a lot darker kind of glass than that. You can see that's a lot lighter. Can you see? And the beer stopped there in there, so you can actually see that this is a lot lighter. So I think that's probably not helped it because the glass just isn't quite dark enough. And no sugar. Oh, I've got a fuller's there. That's the answer. What's that? That's it. That's, uh, what's 1845? Oh, oh I forgot I had that. Well, that's going to be cut for a few quite soon. <laughs> ah, there's professionalism. Bottle conditioned ale mature to perfection for a hundred days. <laughs> Box ticked. <laughs> right, anyway, we're doing a sahi. I'm not talking about that, I'm not thinking about that. We're not, we're not. Oh, I could, could I? No, but I won't. Oh, right, I'm going to be right. So that's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. Now it's on my mind. I've got, I've got a whole shelf there of booze. And I've got another whole shelf there of boots. And these shelves are about half a metre long. And uh, about 350, 400 mil deep. And then, of course, more beard. <laughs> <I swear. laughs> so, yes, and all these are going to be reviewed. It's a hard life, isn't it? It's a hard life. But anyway, let's get back to this. I. Oh, it is. It's actually not too bad. Um, if you look at it, because I, I would still class this as more of a kind of slightly mainstream beer. So I would like, but maybe not so much. Um, well, I suppose I would probably class it the same as kind of like these kind of maybe a bit more upmarket mainstream beer so they're not the kind of bargain basement kind of carling and fosters and uh, all these type of ones and 1664s and things like that i would say it's that kind of next level up which we probably cover maybe like, like peroni or bira bira moretti or mm. excuse me or estrella or something like that speaking about estrella i've got estrella there as well actually jesus god which I'm sure, I'm sure not Asahi owns that as well, but I've got an Australia bagger there as well. So I, I would class all these kind of ones in a kind of similar vein. And it is, I mean, they're, they're quite nice. Um, they're fine. Um, obviously, it's the case of if we stand at a barbecue and say, oh, I've got a lager. Oh, have you not got any else? No, I've only got lager. Or, what have you got? Well, I can give you a Foster's or I can give you a Asahi. 
or an Estrella or a Vera Moretti or something like that. I will we'll go for the Italians again. Fuck your Australian piss. Um, or the Wolverhampton Australian piss. Um, but yeah. So yes, I can see why they charge a bit more for these because they're a little bit more. But what I would say is, with even the kind of more kind of next stage up, maybe a slightly more premium kind of mainstream piss water. Let's be totally honest, it's still piss water because. It lacks the malt, it lacks the body, they're, they're very light, they're lacking the malt. And you can see where there's a case is though that, yeah, you can see where they're making a little bit more premium about it. But you can also see why they're still piss waters because they're still holding back a lot of the kind of important ingredients like the malt. And I think that's one of the standouts with the Czech beers and even to a certain degree some of the German beers as well. They are using more malt. And that's probably one of the reasons why these beers and things like that don't really get close. Because you're not really putting, putting in the, the amount of quality ingredients to really kind of match them. And I think that's one of the culture shocks. Now, I can say this because I've just actually just done a Czech beer before this. And this is what really stands out between the two is like one had some nice body, nice kind of level of malt. Again, this is kind of lager level of malt we're talking about. Not talking about ale level of malt, but still a good level of malt, especially for a lager. And then you go straight onto this, and it just there's just certain kind of areas where you can just taste it's lacking. And it highlights that. And I think that's also another reason why I prefer ales to lagers is because... I like my malts and I'm going to get a higher level of malt used in ales and especially in darker ales than I would be in a lager. But if you look at it from a point of view, from like I said, when I was doing my reviews of the Czech beers, I'm giving marks as a lager, not as anything else, but just as kind of a, a, a lager. And what I would say is that... Uh, there's a huge difference because they're not putting anyone near the malt into a lot of these lagers that you're getting in a Czech. And I think it's one of the reasons why I prefer a Czech lager because there's more malt in it. Um, and I would also say there's more malt in a Czech and an average Czech lager than I would say in an average German beer. Um, from that, and I think that's probably another reason why I prefer Czech lagers to kind of German beers because of the malt content and that kind of slightly more body to it and everything else but yeah I mean this is alright but nothing special let's break down the flavours right start off you get a very light very light malt a little bit of green probably this is where you start getting that imbalance whereas with a Czech beer you feel that the grain and the malt is kind of amalgamated to a certain degree and they've kind of slightly blended. You don't get that. You're getting a little bit of malt, but you're getting more grain. So there's a lot more grain there than there is malt and they are quite separate. They don't feel as if they're really kind of fused in any way. You're getting the sweetness, but again, what I would say is because of the lack of malt, you feel that the sweetness isn't really kind of connected to the malt because there isn't enough malt flavour to kind of back up the level of sweetness because that's fairly sweet um and it's like that it's like 
So I've got a sweetness that isn't really connected with the malt. So where the hell is the sweetness coming from? And then I've got this green. Now, the green isn't providing the sweetness, but the green's stronger than the malt. And it's just in that whole kind of first sip, you're thinking, already, this is a bit disjointed and feels kind of slightly separate. And again, it doesn't feel it's like there's a cohesiveness to it. So there's your first problem. Then it moves on to your mid-tongue. Now, this is where the thinking really stands out because of the lack of malt. You got me the mid-tongue. The sweetness hasn't really disappeared. The sweetness is kind of fairly constant. It's a fairly kind of level underlying sweetness from front to back. And it's quite strange because it doesn't dissipate kind of... It's it's the last flavour to dissipate. So it, it's right all the way through the aftertaste as well. But what happens is, is it moves into the kind of mid-tongue. You're getting green. But the malt has actually kind of died down a bit. You know, there wasn't much malt there to start with in the front of the mouth, but it's kind of died down in the kind of mid-tongue. And it just goes slightly watery, very light, very light. Um, which is maybe what they were going for. Maybe that's what they want. Maybe that's fine, okay. But from my point of view, it has gone a bit watery because of that. And... Uh, because you're just really left with kind of green and underlying sweetness. You get a little bit of maybe a hint of it trying for any kind of slightly bitterness coming through. But that's it. So there's nothing lemony there. There's not really any bitterness. But it feels like maybe it's trying to come through. But there's nothing really there enough to kind of really make any difference. So your mid-tongue just feels like kind of sweet grainy soup. Really, because that's what you're really the two main flavours you're getting is this sweetness and this kind of green, and the malt's nearly kind of gone. And it is, it's just lacking in the mid tongue. I would probably say, out of the three, the mid tongue is the worst. And I'll be totally honest, the front of the mouth isn't that great, but I mean, it's, I'm going to say it's okay, but I'm going to look at it from that point of view. Is it better than mainstream piss water? Like the Fosters and the Carlings and all of them still are to us? Yes, it is. But that wouldn't be difficult because they're shit. Now, as a kind of more premium mainstream piss water, what's it like? Well, it's okay. It's okay, but nothing special at all. And, yeah, well, it just shows you how bad the mainstream piss waters are when this is really classic that premium i mean let's be totally honest i would if i was looking at it i would if i was going to be make mainstream piss water this is the kind of starting point i would be so this is what i'd be looking to kind of make as my mainstream piss water but i'd still want more body to it so we still actually it would cost more money because i still actually would have to add a bit more malt and everything else because <clears throat> for me it's just too light and slightly watery because of that Moving on to the aftertaste, and uh, you get maybe a little bit of bitterness, ever so slight, but again, blinking you would miss it. Maybe a little bit of bitterness coming through, which just slightly takes the edge off that sweetness, because that sweetness hasn't dissipated in any way, shape or form from front to back, so when it's coming into the aftertaste, it's just still to the same kind of level as what it was at the front of the mouth. So I think it's, it doesn't 
go away and doesn't dissipate. But I think just a little bit of bitterness comes through, just slightly takes the edge off it. But that's what you're getting. So you're getting green, ever so slight bitterness, but you still get the same level of sweetness. But the problem is the green and that little bit of bitterness, it does dissipate quite quickly. It does give you that kind of slightly green finish, but you do have a slightly lingering sweetness, which is a bit kind of strange. And just, it feels like it's kind of slightly false because of the, the lack of malt and body. It does feel like it's some sort of kind of syrup that's being used rather than to kind of boost the sweetness, but without having to use the malt. And that's what it feels like. Um, so there you go. So, yeah, it's quite a clean finish. But it's strange that the last kind of flavours, the, the first flavours you notice is the sweetness at the start, and the last flavour you notice is the sweetness at the end. And it's almost exactly the kind of same intensity. And without the kind of malt flavours and everything else, the lamb bells are thinking, where the hell is the blooming sweetness coming from? And you are kind of thinking it's got to be a kind of uh, inverted sugar or a glucose syrup or something like that, you know. It's something not quite right. Either that or they've got their ratios really wrong and they're not getting a, a dry fermentation. So a dry fermentation basically means that it's, it's run dry, it can't ferment anymore because the yeast has absolutely destroyed all the, all the sugars there, so there's no sugars left and it becomes very dry finish, very dry. Um, on the on the kind of uh, mouthfeel and everything else because that's it. There's just no sweetness there. It's all been basically used up. But this feels like it's either been pulled too early or the yeast ratio is completely wrong or they've had a... Um, or, the, or the yeast is... Uh, how would you basically say how they can normally would say it? But uh, sometimes the yeast can can slightly fail on you. So what it does is it kind of fatigues itself. It just feels that the environment's not really quite right. And then what it does is it just kind of um, the yeast hasn't died on you. What happens is it just the fermentation is just kind of uh, stagnated, just kind of paused. And it's just not going anywhere. And you wake maybe slightly change the environment, maybe add some more nutrients, or maybe slightly change, check the acidities and everything else. And you may have to change it to try and see if you can kickstart the fermentation process again. And it just feels that either there's been a a pause in the fermentation process, or they've just got the ratios completely wrong that or they've pulled it too early and just a lot of the fermentable sugars haven't been fermented and they're still lingering and even if they were doing their conditioning and their lagging process it hasn't really picked up on that which isn't surprising because even though lagging yeast um, works at a lower temperature the temperature when you're actually doing your lagging um, your yeast isn't really going to be going to perform very well under these conditions anyway so it just feels that the fermentation process hasn't completed very well and hasn't been particularly um, efficient. But again, it could be due if they're working with sugar syrups or too much inverted sugars or something like that. 
and they've pulled it early or just haven't got enough yeast. The yeast basically just can't build a colony big enough to cope with it and eventually it just kind of burns itself out a bit and it just kind of basically stagnates. It's just fermentation just doesn't progress and that's what it sort of feels like. It just feels like it's unfinished. And you just with that sweetness, especially in the aftertaste, it just kind of alarm bells are ringing. So, what would I give this out of 10? Now, the normal mainstream piss waters I would put around about 3, maybe 4, but around about 3. What would I give this? Would I give this a 5? I'll be struggling to give this a 5, to be totally honest, because I don't think it's that great. It's okay, it's fine, it's drinkable and things like that, but it's not really that great. Um, I think they need to go away and maybe learn from some of their other breweries that they own of how to actually make a better beer. That's my honest answer, and I'm not talking about the Czech Republic, they could go to other places as well. Um, fillers, I mean, fillers could probably teach me to make a better fucking lager than this, um, quite easily. Because um, I think they do a nice trough lager. Um, which of course I haven't reviewed yet but that will be coming up once we get past the 1845 <laughs> but yes what would I give this out of 10 I'm going to give this a 4.5 I'm going to give it a 4.5 I don't think it's good enough to be even average it just, it's just too sweet it just feels that it's just incomplete a little bit too much carbonation and overall yeah it's a, I would say yeah it, it, it's an okay barbecue beer. It's an okay barbecue beer. But would I buy this again? No. I mean, if I can get a, a Gambrinus for £1.59 for a 500ml bottle, or a 500ml can, or I can get a 620ml bottle for £2.50, see where I'm going to go with that. Because I'm going to get a far better beer, even though it's a 10, and it's got more body to it, and just more malt, and just a lot more to it, even though it's a it's a 10 in the Plato scale than this, you know. So again, you just got to, that's why I'm doing this in a lager scale. So I'm not kind of crossing over and saying it's a nail. I'm just kind of doing them as laggers. And yeah, they're nowhere near it. You can see why this is, you know, the kind of lighter Czech beer, more sessionable. And again, the sweetness as well. And the sweetness, but the problem is there is a sweetness to that Czech beer, but it's controlled and it's balanced and everything else. And it just feels that there's a more cohesive kind of feel to it from start to finish in this one. No, it just feels like it's kind of incomplete and just doesn't really kind of have the cohesiveness. So yeah, four and a half out of 10 and that's it. So um, I wouldn't really recommend it unless you just want to have it for an easy drinking beer just to kind of go with your, uh, your food or your barbecue or something like that. But why not order a load of kind of uh, Jake beers in that are cheaper and get a load of them and give them out to your uh, your guests and be a bit different. But yeah, four and a half out of ten. It's uh, I'm sure it's at five percent, wasn't it? It's on twenty mil. I think it was five percent. Jesus God, I can't even see the bloody thing now. Yeah, five percent. So six hundred twenty mil bottle. 5%, roughly about £2.50, 4.5 out of 10. Yeah, 
Thanks for watching. Cheers and bye for now.